Hello and welcome to the Football Betting Podcast, your home for tips, insight and discussion on the top four English leagues. Except for this week, we've got the FA Cup. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and as ever I'm joined by my co-host Tom Walker. Hi guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. Just a quick recap of the bombproof treble last weekend. We were going for the hat-trick, weren't we? We were trying to beat the Undertaker's 21-0 streak. We got to two. So uh... <laughs> We got to two. Um wasn't to be last weekend, but it luxurious position to be in going for the hat-trick. Oh, so, uh, yeah, on to this week. Yeah, so as I said uh, briefly there, we've got Premier League, we've got the Championship, there's a, I think there's a couple of League One games, and then we've got a host of FA Cup second round fixtures to work our way through. So let's start off uh, at the top with the Premier League, shall we, Tom? Absolutely, let's dive straight in. So much to talk about this week. Oh, absolutely. Lots, lots have happened. So uh, we'll start off with the Saturday 12.30 kickoff. There's eight games on Saturday, so a real Super Saturday, and just the two on Sunday this weekend. Chelsea versus Newcastle is the 12.30. Chelsea 1-5, to the draw 11-2, to and Newcastle big 12-1 to outsiders. Surely going to be a... A pretty comfortable Chelsea win this one. Yeah, they got the business done against Swansea, didn't they? In uh, in midweek, wasn't anything spectacular, but uh, three points nevertheless. Uh, I think Newcastle have been really poor recently. They they did claw back on Tuesday night to draw two all West yeah. Brom, which was admirable. But uh, yeah, they're struggling a little bit at the moment, especially at the sharp end. So yeah, I think Chelsea would be too strong. Yeah, I agree. Um, no wins in the last five for Newcastle. Four losses and, as you say, just the draw against West Brom. Chelsea yeah, kind of laboured to a comfortable 1-0 over Swansea on the, the Wednesday night. But, yeah, the last few head-to-heads between the sides at Stamford Bridge, 5-1 Chelsea, 2-0 Chelsea, 3-0 Chelsea, 2-0 Chelsea. So, history does not bode well for Newcastle here. No. Um, and at one to five, it's not really a game we're interested in betting on profit chasers. Nope, it's not. So we'll move on to Brighton versus Liverpool. This is the first of the three o'clocks. Brighton are eleven to two. The draw is seven to two, and Liverpool are four to nine. Not an easy game at all here for Liverpool. No, not at all. We were we were totally wrong about them. TV. We were. We, we were. were uh, Expecting them to go down quite easily, actually. And uh, they're, they're proving to be a very, very tough cookie. Very, very tough. So, yeah, I think Liverpool, obviously, they absolutely ran riot in midweek. Um, beating Stoke more than comfortable uh, 3-0. So, it's a tough one, isn't it? It is. It really is. It would not surprise me if Liverpool won 2-0, 3-0. But then again, Brighton are pretty strong at home. They've drawn the last three home games. They've only lost one of the last six. So it's not easy. It's not easy. As we saw when Man United played them um, last weekend, Man United just got a 1-0, wasn't it? Um, And Brighton could consider themselves actually quite unlucky there not to come away with anything. Um, Yeah, definitely. They, They had great opportunities and 
yeah, I mean, as electrifying as Liverpool are, I think this is a really tough game. And 4-9 to nine for Liverpool is very unattractive away at Brighton. And, you know, it's, it's a very tough game to call. I could see it going all three ways. Yeah, me too. So, again, it's a, it's a game where I think there's better things to bet on this weekend, which leads us on to a game where, after the very comfortable midweek result against uh, West Ham, I can see another Everton win here. Uh, lots and lots and lots to talk about with this game. Um, we'll start with the prices and who we think will win. Everton 4-6, to six, the draw 11-4 to four, and Huddersfield 4-1 to one outsiders. Kick this one off with uh, who do you think will win, Tom? Uh, it's Everton for me. Yeah, it's Everton for me as well. Superb win led by uh, the outstanding on the night, Wayne Rooney. Yeah. Yeah, Everton for me, they got the big Sam effect. Uh, I mean, as we're recording, you know, there's no picture of him with the with the scarf, but uh, it's pretty much done, isn't it? So, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, Everton for me, 100%. And Huddersfield are just hopeless away from home. Yeah, no wins and um, no goals in their last what, last six now. So, really, really oh. poor travellers. <laughs> um, oh, my God. That is diabolical. <laughs> Absolutely dreadful. Uh, but we said before, haven't we? They put so much pressure on their home games where they really get up and perform. But, um, you know, they've got to sort out this away form if they want to stay up because you cannot keep relying on your home form throughout the whole season. Yeah, it's really, really... Uh, it's, it's really going to test them. I'm looking um, at their fixtures. So some of their last home games of the season where, you know, you're expecting it to be squeaky bum time, pretty much. It's Bournemouth at home, Swansea at home, Palace at home, Watford at home, Everton at home, and Arsenal at home. So, mm. it's, do you know what I mean? There's, there's a big, big, big opportunity for them to win those games. But the more it goes on and they more rely on home form, the more pressure that comes with that. So, uh, yeah, they're... They're living life on the edge, Huddersfield. Yeah, well, we saw with Burnley last season, their away form was absolutely shocking, relied entirely on excellent home form, um, and they only finished a, a few points above the relegation places in the end. And Huddersfield are definitely not as strong as Burnley were at home um, last season, this season. So, yeah, they're, they're going to struggle in my book. But let's move on to talk about the big talking point for Everton, and that's Big Sam. So he's coming in on a reported 18-month deal. As you said, nothing concrete confirmed yet. Sammy Lee, ex-Liverpool, is coming in as his assistant manager, uh, along with Craig Shakespeare. I saw on Twitter a little joke that said, uh, has there ever been a management team more likely to be found in a carvery? <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Um Regarding the appointment, I think it's a huge step backwards. Yeah. A huge step backwards. Yeah. Um, you know, they had the a manager such as Kuman. Um, you know, he didn't do the the best job, the best start. Um, but he did a decent job the season before. He's got pedigree. People want to play for him and stuff like that. And you know that's a that's a move it in the right direction. I feel like this is the kind of appointment that a team like Palace 
when they were in a in a bit of a rut, they would you know go to Big yeah. Sam. Or I feel Everton are too big for Big Sam personally. Um, and an eighteen month deal, what does that mean? He's gonna in January be given a load of money. He's gonna sign players on two three year contracts, and then he'll be there for the year, and then he'll just leave. Yeah. So it, it's really odd. What do you think? Yeah, it's not very inspiring, is it? To be honest, I've seen a lot of uh, negativity from Everton fans on social media today. He's got a reputation as a firefighter, hasn't he? And Everton, they're not in a great situation, but you know they've got the resources and the players to comfortably get themselves out of the the rut that they're in at the moment. And then, you know, this is this is new territory for Big Sam, isn't it? He's never had a team with so much quality, so much money. So it'll be interesting, at least, to see what he does. But, pfft, nah. Yeah. I mean, short term, they're going to probably guarantee safety. So the worst thing that could happen to Everton is obviously to go down. And, you know, looking at the Southampton game under Runsworth, you could say if they played like that every week, they'd comfortably go down. So maybe the board's thinking, you know, safe as it gets, stay in the league. Absolute bottom, bottom, bottom line priority. And then build a foundation for someone maybe uh, with a little bit more pedigree to come in after. Yeah. What got me is, this is again reported, because nothing's been concretely confirmed yet, but apparently they're going to be paying Sam Allardyce more money than Real Madrid pays Zinedine Zidane. That is like shit. Wild. Wow. (laughs) Absolutely wild. The Premier League has so much money. And uh, I know Everton are very well off. And man, there's got to be a better manager out there for the long term, for the way Everton want to move forward, for the money they're going to be giving people like managers and everything. It, it's. I think it's personally totally baffling. Yeah. Totally baffling. Yeah. And I like Big Sam. Big fan of his. But he his abilities and stuff they stop at Stoke, West Brom. They stop at them teams. That that's as high as he should go. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Everton fans aren't going to want to see Route One lump it up football, are they? They don't sign Sigurd- no. Sigurdsons, Rooney's. You know, Davy Classens to see that kind of football. No, not at all. And uh, yeah, total change of blueprint as well. So, be an interesting time. I expect them to spike. Big Sam's always good in a transfer market. They'll get some good players. Uh, but long term, I think it'll be a poor appointment. Yeah. Okay. But for this weekend, four to six for Everton is uh, pretty, pretty good bet. Pretty safe considering they're playing a Huddersfield who are. Abysmal, to say the least, on the road. Let's move on then to Leicester against Burnley. Leicester, eight to eleven. The draw, thirteen to five. Burnley, fifteen to four. Leicester, fresh off that great win against Spurs on Tuesday night. Do you think they can do it again against a, a tough, tough cookie in Burnley? I mean, how can you bet against Burnley? You can't. I don't, I don't see can't. how you can bet against them. Uh, Two one winners over Bournemouth uh, midweek. By you know, most of that was an even game uh, according to the s- statistics and things like that. 
Uh, they took Arsenal to the 90-something minute, yeah. uh, lost to a, a penalty. And, you know, they had a couple of chances in that game. And, you know, Burnley are sixth. And I, don't, I still don't think Dice is getting the credit he deserves. It's insane. Yeah. And uh, Leicester, on the other hand, up to ninth under Puel. Doing really nice, actually. They're doing really well. So I think it's to be a cracking game. That's one thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'd like to see both of these teams do really well. I think the double chance price for Burnley is, is pretty good, actually. 23-20 to 20 for Burnley to either draw or to win the game. Um, I think that's a, that's a good bet, that is. Yeah, 23-20 to 20 is a great price. 15-4 to 4 is so tempting. Uh, we've seen Burnley go away to numerous teams this season and do the business and... Uh, I remember last time we had them on double chance um, when I won my treble. They actually went and beat Southampton. Yeah. Leicester, totally different animal to Southampton. But uh, yeah, this will be a wonderful game, that's for sure. But double chance seems safe. Okay, so let's move on then to the last match on match of the day. Um, Stoke v Swansea. This is 10-11 to 11 for the home side Stoke. Uh, five to two for the draw and three to one for Swansea. Where to begin? <laughs> Bore me. Two bad teams. Yeah, that's where you start. Stoke for me. I think this is the time that Clement gets sacked this weekend. Yep, would not surprise me if Swansea lose whatsoever. In, in nine games, nine games. The guy has won one and drew one, yeah, that's which cool. is absolutely dreadful. That's Their last victory came 14th of October, home to Huddersfield. Uh, before that, you have to go back to August for when they beat Palace away, and that was when Palace were getting their bellies tickled by absolutely everyone. Yeah. So, yeah, Clement, for me, this is the weekend he gets sacked. I think Stoke will win probably... 1-0, 2-0, I think it'll be relatively comfortable. And it shouldn't be because Stoke are not the best side in the world ever. No, no, I agree. The problem with Swansea, looking at their recent results, they don't get battered, but they just cannot score. And we've said time and time again, are we surprised when they've got Wilfred Boney up front? Not at all. Look at not re- at all. recent fixtures. 2-1 loss against Leicester, 2-0 against United, 2-1 against Arsenal, 1-0 against Brighton. 2-0 against Burnley, 1-0 against Chelsea. So they've played good teams there, not been turned over, but they carry no threat whatsoever, whatsoever. I I feel so sorry for <laughs> Tammy Abraham because he is such a prodigy. Yeah. He really is. And I honestly fancy him to uh, make the World Cup squad. I would love him to do it. Um, I'll say that right now, even in November. I think he's he's going to have a big future in the Premier League and he's not getting any help, he's not getting any guidance. I would love for someone like Lorente to still be at Swansea for, you know, a bit someone to look up to. Yeah. He's got Boney who just has been a joke yeah. for years. He's had one good season, two good seasons and yeah, I feel sorry for him, but for me, uh Stoke 10 to 11, I think they'll win the game. Yeah, me too. I just want to touch on the Swansea team sheet that I was looking at on Wednesday night as well. And I saw it and I, I just see a complete lack of leaders. Boney's captain. 
And if you're looking at someone oh, who... my <laughs> God. I did not know that. Yeah, I thought that had annoyed Holy, you. Holy, you are joking no, me. No, I'm not having you on. He, is, he was captain. Oh, my God. And Isn't he on loan? Uh, I, I'm not sure, actually. I think he might be from City, yeah? Oh, oh, oh my head. Yeah. My um, head is just absolutely puzzled. <laughs> Profit Chasers, this is a live reaction to me <laughs> finding out that Wilfred Boney is captain of a Premier League club. Holy. Who was in this? Was Alfie Mawson in the team? Yeah, Mawson was in there. Yeah. Fabianski. going to say Fabianski. Give it to him. Yeah, he's been their best player for two, three years. If you're going to give it on yeah. ability rather than characteristics... Give it to Fabianski. Yeah. Uh, Angel Rangel, if he played, I'm sure he'd have been captain. I, I'm assuming he didn't, but no. yeah, they lost players like Jack Cork over over the summer and, and stuff. And yeah, yeah. For me, for me, they are they're, they're going to get beat, and I think they'll go down as well. I, I think I said that last week. Yeah. I think they'll go. Yeah, can't argue with that. Uh, let's move on then to Watford v Spurs. Watford seven to two. The draw eleven to four and Spurs eight to eleven favourites. Right, I could see this going all three ways. Um, after Tottenham lost away at Leicester, this is an equally as tough game away at Watford, and I don't think they're worth the risk at eight to eleven. To be honest, no. Tottenham have lost as many games this season as they did in the whole of last season. Wow. Uh, grant granted, a lot of them are. Uh, obviously, you can put it down to Wembley, but it's still losing football matches. It doesn't matter where they're being played. Um, yeah, I'm with you, buddy. I can see us going all three ways, and I don't see why you would go for Tottenham at eight to eleven. Do you think uh, Champions League is probably going to be out of the question for for this season for Spurs? Do you reckon they're Europa League at best the way they're going? No, no, they'll rally. They'll rally. They'll finish in the Champions League positions. I think. Um, with Kane, there's always, always, always a chance. Yeah. Always. So, yeah, I think, you know, when you've got a striker that's going to score 30 plus, uh, it's going to propel you. And, um, I just think Spurs are missing a few, few star players. I think they need a little bit more, uh, just need a little bit more in the final third. I know people will laugh at me because they've got Kane. Ericsson, Ali. But I, I want some players to have pace. A bit of Vavavum. Yeah, a little bit of... <laughs> I just want people who... I mean, Jermaine Gina said it on their match of the day. And I'm not going to steal his quote. Uh, but they need people that can beat players. And they need people that can stretch teams. And they have the wing-backs, and that's great. But sometimes the wing-backs, you know, they can't do it all. And... Look at Sane and I Sterling for City. Sane and Sterling are just insane. Son is as close as they've got. He's, you know, lightning quick. He's a brilliant player. But I think the reason they don't play a second wide man is because they have, you know, Sissoko, who has been much better in the middle. Um, uh, Lamella just coming back, probably not good enough to go, you know, win the Premier yeah. League with. No. Nope. And, uh, yeah, I feel like they're just missing missing a, one or two players, but I think they'll finish in the top four, for sure. Yeah, well, if you do fancy uh, a little flutter on this one, 
You can get Watford or draw, so the Watford double chance at 11 to 10, which is uh, just a tad over even. So, would I recommend betting on this game? No, but if you had to, I'd probably go with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right, the final three o'clock is West Brom versus Crystal Palace. West Brom six to four, the draw eleven to five, and Palace fifteen to eight. It's the return of the pods. What do you think to that one? Return of the pods. Uh, <laughs> I know first game Palace couldn't really write it, could you? To be honest, I can see this being a draw. I think. I'm looking at the games, and I'm, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the teams. I think West Brom, obviously, they were pegged back by Newcastle, but mm. they're showing a little bit of revival. Uh, two draws, and Palace are much better under Hodgson. I, I can just see this being a draw. I think. Do you think Pardew's a good appointment? Uh, I think it's kind of like a, a big Sam in the sense that. It's a bit uninspiring. One of them older managers that's been around the block a bit. In terms of, is he a good manager? I'd say he's, he's good without being spectacular. Uh, a bit underrated, I think, by by a few people. Streakier than a slice of bacon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not bad. I was having a look at his stats. I think he's got about a 44% win ratio in his managerial career, which which is pretty good, to be honest. Um it it is pretty good. I my I just feel this isn't exactly the same as you. This is another big Sam appointment. Very uninspiring. Yeah. Feel like it's very short term. You know what you're gonna get, and long term, they're gonna be in the same position. And I I always like teams that get a manager like Hall did with Silver, like Watford have done. Yeah. Uh, give a younger manager. An opportunity. Take a risk. Take a risk. I know it's all finance. That's the only reason people don't go to, you know, the Portuguese league and pick out, or the Greek league, wherever he was, yeah, pick yeah. out a Marco Silva and put him in. Paul were totally and utterly screwed. That's the only reason they took a punt on him because they thought, well, we're going down, so you know, we may as well get someone in to give us a bit of hope. And he did yeah. that, but. These teams that you know they feel like you know they they're not totally screwed, but they may go down. They're going for the safe route, and I don't care whether these boys are English. I don't care if they're from bloody Nairobi, as long as <laughs> they. I feel like you know I want someone to have a little bit more vision for the club. I'm not, I'm not even a West Brom fan. I'm not even an Everton fan. I just I want to see that vision and that yeah, project. Yeah. No, I understand that completely. Um, I think as far as your first match in charge can go, I, I don't think Palace at home is is a bad one to start with whatsoever. Um, they've not scored a, a way, an away goal all season, so if you can't score, they they can't they can't win, obviously. But um, yeah, if you're going to pick your games, you'd start you'd want to start with either Huddersfield at home, Swansea at home, or Palace at home. I think for me, so. I could actually see West Brom winning this one, six to four. And they're the three that are going to go down, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I, I said West Brom, didn't I? Um, instead did, of yeah. instead of who? Uh, Swansea. Swansea. Yeah. You but, said it instead of Swansea. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I might be wrong to be honest on that one. <laughs> I think you could things, be right. Things can 
things can change. Yeah. In a month's time, we could both be saying that Swansea are going to stay up, no problem. So yeah, we'll see, buddy. Um. Anyway, let's move on to probably the game of the day on Saturday, and that is Arsenal versus Man United. Arsenal twenty nine to twenty. The draw twenty three to ten, and Man U seven to four. It's not the rivalry; it kind of was, a, you know, a number of years ago. Wenger versus Ferguson, Vieira versus Keane, but uh, you know, still, a, still a nice game to watch. As far as the result goes, couldn't tell you. You got to be very brave. For me, I'd go for Arsenal, and that is something I very, very rarely say. Let's not forget how good. They have been at home this season. Yeah. They've been outrageous. 100% win record. Uh, they show 100% win record. Uh, they've just gone away at Burnley and huge character test. Gigantic. One there, you know, go in, get out with a three points. Doesn't matter how you play sometimes. United are going to come here and they're going to park the bus. They're going to do a Mourinho and they'll park the bus. And I think that Arsenal will have too much for them. I may be wrong. I could see this being a draw as well, like, you know, the whole defensive unit of United. But uh, in these big games, it doesn't seem that Mourinho gives his attacking players enough. He doesn't he doesn't cut the umbilical cord yeah. and let them be free. No. Um, and I think Lukaku is an, is an average striker when it's not going for him. He's not going to get the ball turn, run a channel, uh, gain some territory. So I think United will struggle at the sharp end and Arsenal will win. Yeah, well, we see it so often, don't we? Mourinho seems to just set his team up not to lose as opposed to actually going out to win the game most of the time against the, the other top six sides. And I can definitely see that happening again here. Um, what I will say, if, if Ozil and Sanchez have been playing like they have been in the last few games, especially Ozil, then Arsenal can definitely win this game. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, 100%. It must be so frustrating to be an Arsenal fan and seeing, especially Ozil in particular, him playing so well now when you know his contract's coming to an end. It's like he's kind of just playing well to put himself in the shop window. Like, where has he been? Where has this man been for the last year? You know, yes. Yeah. Where has he been? Where's his head been? Yeah. Because he's not put. He's been criticised for effort. He's been criticised for commitment. Uh, he's been criticised for basically not, you know, being kind of anti-Arsenal a little bit. Like even though he's a player, uh, you know, he's flirted with other teams. He's made comments, and now he's showing everyone how good he really is. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, very frustrating. Very frustrating. Great free sign at the end of the season if you can get this side of him. Definitely. Well, the rumours have been that he'd be going to Man United. Mourinho wants him. So, uh, mm. I'm sure he does, but where's he going to play? Like who? I feel like United have enough of those players. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. You can't play Mkhitaryan, Mata, Ozil. Yeah, in the, they, they're all in the same position. Then Pogba kind of plays more advanced role these days. Yeah, Zlatan, Lukaku. Like, it's very, very good to have strength in that. Yeah, exactly. Players like that. And, yeah, it's great to have all that squad depth, but, you know, one of them's going to get unhappy. 
Yeah, well, about five of them will get unhappy the amount they've got at the moment. But, <laughs> it's um, true. It's true. Anyway, let's move on to Sunday's game, shall we? Uh, the first one, one thirty kickoff: Bournemouth against Southampton. Bournemouth thirteen to eight. The draw nine to four. Southampton thirteen to eight. So the bookies can't call it. Can you call it, Tom Walker? No, I'm with the bookies. Um, I think before Bournemouth lost at home to Burnley, I decided with Bournemouth, but uh, obviously they'd just been beat by Burnley. Um, so that, you know, yeah. affects my thinking a little bit. Southampton, they were absolutely excellent against Everton, but also it's against Everton probably at their worst. Yeah. Uh, if I had to choose, I'd probably go for Bournemouth, purely, you know, home side. Um but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be too brave. No, uh, I can't really see Southampton winning this one. I either think it's going to be a Bournemouth win or a draw. Uh, Southampton haven't won away since the sixteenth of September, and that's actually their only away win all season. And that was away at Palace. They won one nil. Um, I think that could have been that the Boar's last game in charge. But um, yeah, they don't travel well this season. Do the Saints? So, tough to call. Like like the bookies have got it. Either Bournemouth, either the, either the draw. But uh, it's a tricky one. You'd be brave to call it. Going on to one where you, you're not going to be so brave to call. It's Man City against West Ham. It's the final game of the weekend. Uh, City 1-12 expectedly. The draw 10-1. And West Ham a massive 20-1. Surely... Uh, nothing other than a City win. They've made hard work at their last couple of victories over um, Huddersfield and Southampton. But, uh, yeah, surely another win. 1-12 to 12 and 20-1. to 1. These are huge prices. And Man City, for me, in the last few days, have won the league. By that, I obviously, yeah. People could have told you that probably weeks ago. But that Huddersfield win, um, you know, I haven't seen the um I haven't seen the Southampton game. Uh, but City leaving it till late, winning again, it's a sign of champions and I would be absolutely amazed if they don't win the league. Oh yeah. All the betting markets have now turned to the like the Premier League without Man City. Now, so they're City are one to eight to win the league with with most bookies, which is just wow. huge. It's unbackable at that really at that kind of price. So Moisey has not really had the desired effect, has he? A draw in his first game, and then uh, an, a comprehensive loss to Everton in his second game. I could have told you this would happen, and I believe if you go back in the podcast, we both said that this was another uninspiring appointment it's safety first and I'm bored of it move yeah. on let's go to the championship I'm sick of the Premier League it's upsetting me <laughs> ok um, you take the first pick mate go for it who do you have your eye on this weekend in the championship beautiful ok so it's not the most open of weekends I think that's fair to say I'm going to start on Monday night. So, Ooh. obviously, there's going to be the whole weekend of football. But I think the biggest banker of the weekend in the championship comes on Monday night. Um, and that's Wolves. And they're away at Birmingham. And 
it's a pretty obvious pick. Um, it is a West Midlands derby, so obviously there is that. Uh, Birmingham did manage to get a draw against Villa uh, in the derby last time out when they met. But Wolves are a completely different animal. Birmingham, just one win in their last six. And Wolves, three to four, top of the league and going for the win. Yep, cannot disagree with that one. Uh, one for me, I'm going to go to the Friday night. Uh, that's Cardiff and they're 19 to 20 at home to Norwich. And we talked about uh, Alan Pardew being pretty streaky as a manager, but take a look at Daniel Farker from Norwich. He had a terrible start. He went on a great run and won Manager of the Month. And now they're absolutely terrible again. They've not won for their last six games. Cardiff have won five, drawn three and lost none at home this season. And I think they're going to have too much for Norwich, who are are pretty woeful at the moment. I think it's going to be a a 2-0, something like that. Yeah, Cardiff, great victory um, away at Forest. Uh, City Grounds, not an easy place to go. And uh, yeah, I absolutely fancy Cardiff to win that one. Uh, I'm going to follow that up with a very obvious pick. Um, I think most people will be looking at this as a uh, as a pick. And that's Derby County. Uh, they have stuttered at home recently. Uh, they have lost to Ipswich and Reading in the last three home games. Um, so you're just the solitary win at home's QPR. Uh, but Burton Albion are Burton Albion. I don't ever really fancy Burton to win. I don't think I've ever tipped them. They're just one of those teams, aren't they? That they're capable of the odd result, you know, once every five, six weeks. But uh, I expect Derby to get back on track. They are two to five, so it's you know not the most desirable price. But uh, I think you'll agree with me that the Rams should uh, mm. should win that one. Mm. Yeah, mm. they should. I, I think I'm a bit scarred to be honest by Derby. The last two times yeah, I had you... them in accumulators uh, was at home to Reading when they lost 4-2 and at home recently this week to, to Ipswich and they lost 1-0. I, I feel yeah, you like... Hold, you hold grudges, you do. I do, yeah. But, um... do. I, I like to think that the team can, you know, put it behind them, turn it around and you, and you just no. think, nah, they're screwed. You'll have no one left if you carry on. <laughs> I can't let it go. <laughs> you'll have no one left to bet on you'll just have to bet on Man City every week because they're the only team that won't let you down um, <laughs> win like 20p off like 15 quid <laughs> yeah exactly so um, uh, yeah, yeah, ignore Tom yeah. Derby are going to win 2-5 to five, though it's not the best price in the world yeah I would also say a bit of a local rivalry there um, Burton and Derby Nigel Clough going back to his former club and I just think Derby have generally been poor against size they should be beating at home. The, the QPR result aside, but I wouldn't touch it. Two to five, not worth it. I don't like Derby. So there you go. Can I ask you a question? Shoot. Is the worst home run in the history of English football going to come to an end this weekend? Ooh. Ooh. Sunderland, home to Reading. Sunderland, six to five. Draw twenty three to ten. Reading twenty three to ten. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Really? Yeah. Sunderland won last weekend two 0 in Chris Coleman's first game in charge away at Burn. Let's put that in a bit of perspective. This is a Sunderland side who have got 
still got plenty of Premier League quality, quality players in that squad, let's not forget. Against Burton, who everybody has beaten this season, they're bottom of the league. They've lost five in a row at home. They've got the, the lowest budget in the championship and a lower budget than probably most League One sides have got. And no, I'm not going to get carried away by that that victory, to be honest. Reading are a, a yeah. good side. They're a good side. They've only he, lost one of the last remember, six. Do you remember when Blackburn were going through that sticky patch and we said weeks and weeks and weeks ago, yeah. we, you need to wait before you start betting on them. Just wait one more week, yeah. two more weeks. Let's see what the next results pan out for. I agree. I actually think Sunderland uh, will probably get a draw. Yeah, I think Reading are no mugs, even though they're low down. Um, but I think we have to wait a few weeks, see how this one pans out for Sunderland. I agree. I definitely think the, the win against Burton will do, do them the world of good, confidence-wise. I think Chris Coleman, after the match, let the players go out and celebrate the win because they just need to get that winning feeling back. There's an interview with um, George Honeyman, who plays plays for Sunderland, who, who's saying like, he just loved the feeling of winning again. It felt great. The lads in the dressing room were buzzing after it. Um, and hopefully, they'll get that. They'll want more of it. They need to end this losing culture, as we so often spoke about, and, and they'll push on. But definitely sound advice to, to wait one more week to see if, it really is a turnaround because this is a pretty tough game. Um, one more from me in the championship, and that is uh, Sheffield Wednesday at home to Hull. They're four to five. Uh, Wednesday are unbeaten in six. However, they have had quite a few draws in that run. Hull, no wins in six and four losses and two draws in that run. Uh, Hull are really poor, aren't they, at the moment? They score plenty of goals, but just cannot keep them out of the other end. No, and uh, rumor has it the slut Slutsky <laughs> is going to uh, is going to be sacked as well, and yeah, he's he's actually doing a very poor job. Uh, I think everyone in football could have told you that hiring a Russian manager who has zero experience or zero even knowledge um, experience is one thing, knowledge is another. Um, yeah, terrible appointment, and it's ending exactly where I thought it would. The guy with his head on the guillotine. Yeah. Come December. Yeah, I'm afraid so. Um, he said last weekend after they lost their tuning up against Bristol City at home, they they ended up conceding three second half goals and and losing three two, which sums them up really this season. He said after the game, you know, he can't blame the board if they sack me. So he he's kind of sounding like a defeated man. He's he's yeah. I think this could be the game. To be honest, if they get comprehensively beaten here, I expect him to be gone. Yeah, absolutely, and that will be the right decision. Yeah, definitely. Um, any more from you for the championship, or shall we move on uh, to? Yeah, no, no, no more for me. Uh, there is a smattering. Of League One, um, it's two yeah. games. <laughs> any, any anything from you um, for those two games? We got Bristol Rovers, Rotherham, and we've got uh, Southend Oldham. No, mate. No, same <laughs> with me. On to the FA Cup then. <laughs> On to the FA Cup then, and uh, yes, it is the second round weekend. 
Um, so, Tom, kick us off with some FA Cup picks. Right, we've got about, there's a handful of games on uh, the Saturday and a handful of games on Sunday as well. Um, and we always say with the FA Cup, and we'll say it again, a lot does depend on the team sheets here because you do find that managers tend to rotate sides for the cup games. Um, however, you'd hope with the prospect of being in the third round draw when the big boys start to enter, they, they might actually go for it, uh, these lower league sides, and play stronger teams. Um, I'd also say expect a fair few postponements this weekend due to the absolutely Antarctic temperatures here over in, uh, in England. So we'll see. We'll go through them anyway. Uh, first one from me. Ooh, ah, FGR. Say, ooh, ah, FGR. <laughs> They're uh, back. They are back. Uh, we love Forest Green Rovers, as as many of you will have gathered this season. And they're 19-10 to 10 at home to Exeter uh, this Saturday. Exeter have not been good recently. They started like a house on fire. But more recently, they lost three games out of the last four. Um, and that includes a 1-0 defeat to bottom of the league Chesterfield and a 3-1 defeat to also right down there Crawley. Not good signs. Forest Green, on the other hand, have been pretty, pretty strong at home recently. They've picked up plenty of good results. Um, they drew El Glossico last weekend against uh, Cheltenham. <laughs> El Glossico. <laughs> El Glossico. Um, they do have... One, two, three. They had got five wins out of their last seven games. So, not bad going whatsoever for, for Forest Green. Um, 19 to 10, not a bad price whatsoever there. No, not bad at all. To be honest, I struggled in the FA Cup. Uh, during my research, I really did struggle. There's absolutely blatant, obvious things that you would think to yeah. tip. I'm looking at Blackburn Rovers at home to Crew. Blackburn are one to three. Not exactly getting me off my seat. Uh, we've also got Notts County. They're live on BT. They're on Saturday at 12.30. They're at home to Oxford City. Not Oxford United, Oxford City. They're one to five. Um, I don't know about you, Tom, but honestly, I could not find much potential. In uh, in these games, um, so I've I've got a few things in my notes here. As we say, we've got a few more of the captain obvious ones: Shrewsbury two to five at home to Morecambe, MK Dons four to nine at home to to non-league Maidstone. I've got one double chance here, so that's Plymouth double chance away at Bradford. That's six to five, um, and I've got that because we've got to remember. Earlier this month, Plymouth actually went to Bradford and won 1-0. And Bradford have lost their last three in a row at home. So they're not performing particularly well at all whatsoever. So 6-5 to five on the double chance is not bad. Bradford, traditionally, has been the go-to home team in League One. Oh, the whole of the Football League, maybe. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know what's happening there. That's, that's a really good shout. Um, you know, Plymouth... They're definitely better than their league position suggests. They're still still suffering, aren't they, from their opening yeah, yeah. 10 or 12 games. So, yeah, I think you're actually, what you're really looking at is a mid-table side for Plymouth. Yeah. 
Um, and other than that, the the only other kind of team I thought, oh yeah, that's good odds, and that's Scunthorpe away at Doncaster. Scunthorpe are fifteen to eight. I think it's actually really, really good for a team that have won five in a row and they're unbeaten in ten. Third in the league, Scunthorpe. Um, away at just mid-table Doncaster, who are just pretty bang average, to be honest. Yeah, um, definitely. Josh Morris, uh, on his day, he's one of, if not the best player in League One, in my opinion. Um, he's back amongst the goals. He scored a couple in the last few weeks. So, yeah, uh, definitely could see that uh, happening there. Yeah, like you said, Doncaster, pretty, pretty average. They're slightly better at home, but... Uh, Typically for Doncaster, if John Marquise doesn't play, uh, if he if he's not bang on form, then Doncaster tends to struggle. Yeah, uh, I just want to run by you a couple of banana skins as well, which I think could perhaps happen because there's always bound to be upsets in in the FA Cup, isn't there? And always. One, one could be uh, probably one of the one of the underdogs of the season in in this season's FA Cup, and that's Boreham Wood. They're away at Coventry. Coventry are, you know, doing pretty well in League Two, to be honest. But Boreham Wood in the non-league, they're in the playoff spots. They're in seventh. Um, they're unbeaten in the last twelve games, and they knocked out League One Blackpool. So you know, by by no means it's it's not a surefire thing because Coventry are a decent yeah. side. But but if we're looking at banana skins, well, then that that could be one to just to alert you guys to. Yeah, definitely. We've mentioned. Numerous occasions, haven't we? That the uh, that commentary they started off great, but mm-hmm. uh, they can't score, and they're 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 in a false position, kind of like Plymouth, but the other way around. Yeah. I feel like Coventry should be quite a bit lower. Yeah, um, another one that I had like, one more banana skin written down here potentially. That's in the Gillingham against Carlisle game. So Gillingham at home to Carlisle, probably most people would look at this and say, yeah, the home side, League One against the away side, League Two. But Carlisle have only lost one of their last nine league games. So they're on actually a pretty decent run in League Two. And they knocked out a real on-form Oldham in the last round. Obviously Oldham of League One as well. So another one there to watch out for because Gillingham... They picked up recently, but overall they're not doing great in League One. No, still struggling, aren't they? And yeah. uh, I think that's a that's a solid solid idea. There's always a uh, there's always a team that you know randomly comes from nowhere and goes on a little cup run. And uh, Carlisle, you know, could be them. They've uh, performed well so far. Picked up their league form. Yeah, yeah. good shout. Thanks, Tom. But um, that pretty much wraps the FA Cup up for me. Not too much opportunity overall, really. No, I found I found a lot of the a lot of the teams I wanted to tip were, uh, you know, very 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 short prices. Yeah, I think the Premier League and a, a bit of Championship is uh, is where it's at this weekend. Yeah, it's it's a pretty tough weekend overall, isn't it? It's not the kindest ones we've ever had. No, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough, but uh, there's definitely opportunity. There's gonna be winners and losers. We just gotta pick them. That's right. So that takes us nicely onto the the bomb-proof trebles. Absolutely, Tom. So we're gonna do a joint bomb-proof treble this week. Uh, we do this on occasion. 
when there's you know a little bit of shortage of football, obviously we're missing two entire leagues, and the FA Cup is not the kindest when it comes to uh, prices. So we're going to do a joint bomb through travel. I think we're operating at around a 50% win ratio when we put our two beautiful brains together. <laughs> so uh, without further ado, Tom is going to read out the treble for everyone to hopefully back and win off this weekend. Rightio. So as Tom says, we're avoiding FA Cup this weekend. Too unpredictable with the teams. They might get postponed anyway because it's bloody freezing. So we're going to go for Big Sam to have an instant impact. Everton, 4-6 to six at home to Huddersfield. And then we're going to stay in the Premier League. And we're going to go for the Burnley double chance. And they're away at Leicester. And the double chance is 23-20. to 20. And finally, we're going to see Slutsky get sacked at the hands of a merciless Sheffield Wednesday. And they're 4-5 to five for Sheffield Wednesday. And £10 yeah. on... <laughs> better, not forget Sorry, the return, better not forget the returns. <laughs> yeah, true. Ten pounds on that pays sixty-five back. Sixty-five back. Never, ever, ever wanted anyone to lose their job more in my whole life than than uh, the slut drop. The slut so drop fingers there. crossed that uh, <laughs> fingers crossed that Wednesday can do the business. So yeah, I think that's a very good treble to say what's on offer. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's uh, pretty solid. Yeah, definitely. Me too. So, uh, if you have enjoyed the show, we would love to hear from you. If you want to keep in touch as well, uh, feel free to do so. We're across numerous platforms. Twitter is the best way to get at us. It is 2017 after all. Our handle is T underscore FB podcast. We are on Facebook as well. www.facebook.com forward slash football betting podcast. You can email us as well. If you want to be nice and formal and official and private, you can email us, footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. Please do get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. If you have enjoyed the show as well, please go on iTunes. We'd really appreciate a rating and a review on there. So I think all that's left to say from myself is thank you very much for listening as ever and good luck for the bets for the weekend. Absolutely, guys. Thank you for listening and, uh, yeah, fingers crossed that we can bring you a winner. <laughs>